Hi everyone, I'm Aya and today you're listening to Echo House. So we have with us today a very special guest, a person who actually inspired this podcast and helped it become a reality. She is the Global South Focal Point at Global Youth Biodiversity Network. She has done incredible work in protecting the environment and issuing biodiversity conservation efforts. And today she is going to exclusively tell us all we need to know about the Youth Manifesto and much more. Um, let's all welcome Swetha. Hi, Swetha. Hi, Aya, and thank you so much for inviting me today. I'm really happy to be a part of your first podcast. We are thrilled to have you with us here today. How are you? How's everything? Everything from my end is good. We're really excited. <laughs> uh, things are really shaping up with like the manifesto and uh, the call to action that we have linked the manifesto to with like a really strong campaign. So I think uh, in, my, in my end, it's exciting times. Great, that's great to hear. Before we dive in into our main topic, and now for me as a student in the environmental field, I have personally faced many challenges. So first, we just want to know what is your story behind pursuing this field of study and how did you overcome the challenges that come along with it? For me, I think it was largely with, uh, you know, as a child, I always remember being fascinated by the world around me and nature around me. It was this sense of, you know, yeah, like the feeling when you just walk through a, a small patch of forest or through a garden yeah. or even like explore things in nature. I think that sense of belonging that nature mm-hmm. provided to me, I think that is what drew me in. And along with the sense of curiosity with like, you know, how is how is how, how are things happening in nature? Why is that animal doing that or behaving in that way? And why yeah. is this plant different from the other plants? So these kind of like the thousands of questions that I used to get when I was mm-hmm. in nature, I think drew me into uh, going towards like saying, okay, now I want to like maybe take this up as a uh, as something I want to study and learn more about, basically to find a way to answer some of the questions that I had and also to continue to feel that sense of belonging with uh, nature itself. So I think that's where I started it off. But yes, the challenges, I mean, when your dream, when you have a dream and you want to go towards your dream, you always face a lot of challenges, especially mm-hmm. when your, your dream is not something that is the mainstream mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Like I'm not trying to become an engineer or a doctor, which is what every Indian kind of moves towards. So I think when I did not want to do that, it was a, a lot of challenges to find the right courses that can really equip you to become a, a, a true uh, environmentalist or a wildlife biologist or whatever I wanted to be. It was a challenge to, uh, you know, move towards that direction with the with the lack of, you know, current yeah. current, current education uh, in the world. So I think that's where I think the biggest challenge was. Uh, and yeah, overcoming those are like, you know, is something you kind of have to do all through your life, I guess, because mm-hmm. you are kind of teaching yourself with every uh, non-formal, informal sector, uh, you know, conferences, courses. So everything that we go through as, you know, young yeah. people who are uh, budding environmentalists, I think everything that we do kind of shapes us and uh, gets us a little more educated in finding the right way forward to, you know, to yeah, be a responsible okay. environmentalist. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, that's incredible. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, the aim of today's episode is to inform the world, particularly youth, about the Youth Manifesto. So can you please explain to us what is the Youth Manifesto, um, elaborating upon its goals, objectives, and what triggered its creation? 
So the Youth Manifesto actually, uh, it's a very funny story the way it was created. It actually wasn't something that young people thought, oh, let's do a manifesto. So that's not how it started off. Uh, it was more like uh, it was more like an outcome of a, a side product of, uh, of the For Nature campaign, where they were, where UNEP, UNTP, and all the big UN organizations came together, saying, let's do this campaign. And then they were like, oh, let's engage youth. And then they they invited uh, some of the youth to come in. And then we said, we will do this not by ourselves. We will do it with all the other youth. And we brought all the other youth constituencies and organizations that we knew under the, you know, the major group for children yeah. and youth. And then we all sat together and said, okay, let's write something since we've got this opportunity to come together under this platform, let's write something. And I think through the process of writing the manifesto, we kind of created a stronger bond, which made us realize that whether I'm in the climate community, whether I'm talking about biodiversity or I'm talking about general environmental issues, mm -hmm. we are all kind of talking about the same problems and we're talking about the same uh, ways forward. As young people, we see a common vision. And I think that brought us together and we realized that trying to push forward in all these uh, international negotiations. And with that strong political backing, to the manifesto, we are now we we wanted to move it into a strong action backing, which is basically doing the campaign that you know all of you were a part of, like basically getting more young people to understand it and get trained in it. So the I think the manifesto is very powerful is because a lot of times a lot of us go into activism, but uh, there isn't a very strong political backing to what you want to say. You might just yeah. say something like no more fossil fuels, but when you say okay, how do you do it? You, young, there isn't like a linked backing document which says this is how young people are saying we want to do it or if we are saying you know we need to transform our community or we want to transform our world how do you want to transform that world so you see mm -hmm. those kind of things that we want to push for uh, let's say through actions yeah. are now very well linked with this manifesto yeah it is essential to take a unified step and as you said a bond uh, that will strengthen these relationships and take a stand to show the decision makers and leaders what should be done and how by the youth uh, for the sake of the current and future generations. Um, that's really incredible. Um, so what has the Youth Manifesto achieved so far? So, uh, so far, the Youth Manifesto was launched last year during World mm -hmm. Youth Day. And following that, it was pushed in a big way during UNGA. Mm -hmm. And during UNGA, uh, they had uh, formally got a lot of member states to acknowledge the, that young people have created this manifesto and uh, to some extent even, uh, you know, support it. Mm -hmm. And we also got a lot of youth UN organizations to back it up. So along with, uh, you know, almost around 20 to 30 uh, uh, NGOs and youth groups that are a part of it, like sub, uh, who have signed the manifesto, you, we have uh, several UN organizations, the FAO, the, uh, you know, UNDP, UNEP, uh, the CBD, which is the Convention on Biological Diversity. We have WWF. We also got big youth groups like the Scouts and ISEC and all these kind of bigger youth groups to also sign on to it. So it, it is uh, along with that side of uh, signatures, we also got a lot of um, key uh, celebrities to sign on to mm -hmm. it. Uh, so I don't know if you know Rocky Devoney. He's a Grammy nominated musician and he's also a Goodwill ambassador. We also have the guy who's uh, Don. He's the guy from, uh, uh, you know, the Avengers. If yeah, you guys I remember know the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so quite a few popular people have signed on to the manifesto, and celebrities have signed on to it. So it's got a good traction there with people coming into coming for it. Mm -hmm. And now I think um, 
the the manifesto has got a very strong action uh, campaign which is now linked to it which is like which is the stop the same campaign which we see we've seen as the way that we can take this campaign to the masses of the thousands and millions of young people mm-hmm. on the across the globe this campaign is a way to like link it to you know what they are saying and what they are feeling uh, and directly linking it to the manifesto itself yeah interesting that's really wonderful to hear um what kind of changes translated through this manifesto so as of now if you look at political changes not nothing yet because the conferences or the negotiations have not yet happened mm-hmm. they are going to happen in the next several months so in the end of this year many yeah. of the uh, cops for climate change for biodiversity everybody are the, the negotiations will be happening and that is when we will be having the uh, th- that is when the discussion will be happening there and that's where we will uh, critically push for it but the work be- behind pushing for this manifesto and its priorities is already underway so i would say the biggest successes right now for the manifesto is it was able to create this common call to action where you know all of us in this covid world are kind of doing our own things and you know several of us are doing our webinars people are doing their declarations so young people are doing things you know all over because we all want to take action but it's just that we don't sometimes take action with the common words or a common common call and i think this is where the manifesto created some change which is it brought people from different backgrounds at least under the environmental space together mm-hmm. to say that okay we all believe that this is the way forward we need to push for these priorities so let's do it through this manifesto so i think that is the biggest strength right now that it's got the youth to back it up in a collective manner saying that we are all saying the same words when it all having the same call to action and uh, i hope that you know as we go forward if we are able to take this manifesto's demands to the streets hopefully with a lot of big organizations that you know do movements on the ground and strikes and things like that then i think this would really uh, start resonating and putting political pressure from that end and uh, obviously you know all the constituencies will definitely also lobby their governments and you know in the meetings itself they will try to lobby the governments to ensure that these key priorities are incorporated there yeah i think that is what we need right now if we want to reach transformative change um unity for youth around the world through signing this manifesto yes um, yes so and I, that's kind of the first step right they need to yeah. sign the manifesto and if they can do more then they join the movement mm-hmm. exactly um what are the future plans or activities in the main king governing the manifesto so the uh, recently as i was saying uh, what we saw is that if you look at the manifesto and what young people are saying mm-hmm. basically what they're saying is that they're tired of the same old story yeah. they're tired of the same fossil fuels the same conversations the same broken promises the same uh, excuses that uh, our world leaders and everybody has been giving us as previous generations as well and what we are trying to push for with the campaign now is to say that let's stop the same and let's move towards building back truly in a better manner and something that is more diverse because currently the the packages to build back better as covid relief packages are not enough and that's what everybody is saying that you know a lot of the world is doing building back more of the same old business as usual rather than actually building back better and if you con- continue to do the same that you have been doing before the pandemic then you will end up with something worse than what we've already seen and this is something we are not okay with right as the future yes. we do not want our lives to be in these pandemics one after another and that's that's all that we will have as our future that's something we are not okay with so we need to like take a call with to say that you know we are here to now take a stand against this 
same old conversations and the same old uh, same old broken promises and we need to take action uh, you know somebody was just telling me that if you count if you see this time in glasgow uh, mm-hmm. for the unfccc cop it's going to be cop 26 that means for 27 years they have been negotiating the same thing over and over again and they have not yet reached an outcome that can change the planet so i think we don't have that time that they have anymore and we need to really push for things and i think that's where the next few months would be ex- absolutely critical that young people have to take action on all levels you have to go on the streets we need to talk to them we need to have dialogues and conversations with our decision makers at all levels we need to also talk to them at at the global level and we need to do this as a global youth movement and unless we are able to do this from all our backgrounds and bring people together it's not going to you know it's going to be the same conversations again and we need to re- like young people have to come together and say you know the it's it is really time to stop the same and i think then then we might hopefully we'll be able to push for something that we believe is transformative for the world yeah personally i don't think i can make it through another pandemic so we really <laughs> have to channel our actions to avoid an incident like that So I think most of our audience listening today are wondering maybe what kind of responsibility falls on them upon signing this manifesto. So can you please just explain to them what is their role as signatories of this manifesto and how can they be part of it? Uh, so I I would say the manifesto is largely your first step to say that we need to change the business as usual. We need to transform our planet and to be something which is fair, just, sustainable. in all ways so that we can actually live in harmony with nature and this is i think signing the manifesto is your first step as in as uh, as a young person or an old who's saying that you know we need to stop it and i think that's the first step but taking it forward i think if you have a little bit of time in life then i would say uh, use your sphere of influence and that's something i recently learned from a, a scientist from ibes uh she worked on transformative change which we are strongly pushing for through the manifesto as well and she says that every uh, karen uh, is her name karen o'brien and she says that every person individual in the world has a sphere of influence that you uh, as an individual can influence a certain other certain other group of individuals it could be just your friends your family your you know your 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 somebody in your school or you know a lot of people or your group so it all depends on where you are and what your sphere of influence is but if you believe that this is something we need we need to transform up our world and we need to change things for the better as i have said you know none of us have uh, time to live through another pandemic or pay or the capacity to live through another one so if you also feel the same then i would say the next step is to get your sphere of influence to understand this to understand that what we are going through as a pandemic is not something we can just blame on uh, certain countries or on nature or on certain species on our planet but rather it is something that we should realize is linked to our actions as well and we need to start pushing for uh, we need to start understanding that our actions have consequences on the planet as we have already seen and yeah. we need to uh, understand make the people we know and who who uh, listen to us to also understand this interconnection between our actions and the impacts on the planet and then hopefully from there you could uh, you know as you have more and more uh, you you start getting in more and more uh, deeper involved in the manifesto or with you know doing uh, creating change in the world i think that's when you could definitely join into groups and organizations like uh, all the youth organizations under the manifesto mm-hmm. you can definitely join them to start uh, working with other young people 
to you know expand your, your sphere of influence and also to start creating more concrete actions as a, as the global youth community i would mm-hmm. say like if you look at it these would be the three steps sign the manifesto first exp uh, the second step would be to talk to people you know about it talk to them about how they can take some action about it and uh, you know discuss with yeah. them so that they start seeing the interconnections and then finally the last step would be to join bigger movements out there to be able to contribute even if it's just a few hours a week but contribute to them and support them to you know grow bigger and really push for something big because uh, they can they need all that all the help they can get and everybody can support them to you know achieve this mm-hmm. critical change that they're trying to push for yeah it is really important to acknowledge these crucial three steps because now they are part of something bigger than themselves um that has a valuable purpose and in that way by signing this manifesto they should start using their voices altering their lifestyles and found out and find out ways in which they can make a change through the simplest actions um they just have to believe that yes i am going to make an effort and yes this is going to have a positive impact one way or another Yes and I just to add I think it's also good that young you know if you are above 18 then mm-hmm. you should also use your political influence which is basically to vote you yeah. need to ensure that you and also with like your people talk about what are the things that we need to push for I know that sometimes we all are in uh, you know in countries where both the people or you know the people that we need to elect none of them are really the best but maybe we could influence one of them to change their uh you know their political manifestos to include something that we want and maybe those people might be a little better off than the others and therefore you know influence it in that way but you know we should also ensure that our political uh, we should use our political rights and influence as well definitely i couldn't agree more um now there's no doubt that the youth manifesto is a step further into inducing environmental change in our communities but what do you think the next step should be to induce this transformative change on a wider scale so uh, i would say that if, are you asking with linking to the manifesto how does it go to a wider scale yeah okay so i would say the manifesto is uh, is not uh, it is a document which is uh, again for pushing for certain political change to happen but it also gives us like the outlines the values that young people want in the future so if you wanted to look at how do we really as an individual Uh, what could my role be to transform uh, you know my actions for the future this manifesto would would be able to create give you that kind of a vision to, to see what could be the way forward like what are the values that we need what are the things that we need to be critical about how do we you know as change lifestyles how do we you know uh, use education as a tool to empower the world and you know how how do we uh, work with environmental governance what are the rights that we can look at so these are like some of the key bullet points that they do mention and things that we could take forward in our work like everybody every action we do you can always ask if your action is what kind of consequences your action is having uh, are they the intended consequences or are there any unintended consequences so when i say i'm going to do like an event where i'm going to stop uh, let's say the use of fossil fuels in my city in my city what kind of effects will that have who is it going to positively impact and who is it going to negatively impact same thing with hunting you say i want to ban hunting what what is who is it going to be positively impacting and who would be some of the unintended people that it will negatively impact and we need to be aware of that and i think mm-hmm. that would be something you, you you should take into your actions as going forward but having said that the manifesto is just the first step like once the the countries have negotiated and have signed a a, a treaty uh, in the next coming months 
the next step is the bigger step which is to make them implement it so yeah. whatever is signed you know the best parts of it have to be implemented and we need to push them to implement it because from what we see in their track record they are very good at creating uh, promises and signing uh, treaties but are very bad at implementing it and that is why we also say the same old broken promises because they've never been able to achieve what they have set out as a target so we need to really push them to ensure that they achieve targets now and that's going to be the big the more critical thing that we need to do going the next stage from the manifesto i would say yeah i totally agree um so unfortunately we reached the end of our episode um swetha would you like to share with us some final thoughts maybe advice for youth who are eager to become part of this movement and they don't know how yet absolutely i and i think uh for an advice to young people i've always asked the first thing i've always told young people is that you need to question more uh, coming from coming from a country like india where i was also taught to just uh, memorize everything that i've been taught in my school and then just vomit it in an examination sheet and question less but just learn what is written there i have lost the uh, the, the skill of questioning everything that i hear and listen to and i think that is something we need to come back with and young people Uh, if there's something you can incorporate in your life, the first thing is to question things and ask: Is this really true? Uh, learn more about it and be critical about every action you take or every action you are asking somebody else to take to ensure that you are making the best and the most impactful action possible. That would be my first plea to all young people who are interested in doing something, because whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you can have an impact, and it's only going to be your uh, you thinking about what your impact is. is going to change the extent of how much you are able to impact uh, you know the world around you so if you can take that up that would be the most uh, beautiful way to move forward the other thing we need to realize as uh, the world is that right now uh, as we have said you know we have gone through this pandemic we are going through a lot as uh, as the future generations and this is just the beginning and if this is the beginning it kind of is scary to think about what is the future holding for us yeah. and you know when we feel this fear we should also realize that we have a right and when we get scared of what's going to happen in the future we should also realize that we also have the right and the power to change that future and unless we take up that power and say yes i am going to take this power in my hand and i'm going to work towards changing my future it's going to move in the way it's supposed to move or it is going to go to a place that is worse so we really right now more than ever we need to start taking control back and saying no we have the narrative we want to know where we want our future to go and this is something we want to push for together i think that would be the uh, you know a, a, a critical thing that i would request all young people to do and if you feel like you're doing this alone and you want to do this with uh, more young people there is there are massive youth communities out there right now that you can join and be a part of uh, you know through through this uh, entire podcast podcast series also i'm sure you will hear more about some of these communities that are doing uh, amazing work on the ground as well as internationally so join these communities so that you realize that this struggle and this fight that seems like a massive uh, impossible fight that we might be fighting against the world is not uh, you're not doing it alone i guess that would be the last thing i would like to say that you know join them so that you feel like you're doing this with a larger community and you know together we can make this change happen so inspiring that's great advice taking control uh, we should let that sink in 
um, guys, this youth manifesto is a giant leap toward the uh, forward in the decision making processes for sustainable development. So make sure to check it out and most importantly, sign it. Um, we are going to provide you with the link on all our social media pages. So make sure to follow us there too. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you so much, Swetha, for joining our session today. It was an incredibly interesting conversation and I definitely enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Aya. It was lovely to talk to you as well. And good luck to your podcast series. I'm very excited that you guys have created this uh, thing. And I wish you all the good luck for it. Thank you very much. Um, I want to thank also Echo House team, Denise, Padria, Ryan, and Cami for hosting, for hosting it. And finally, I want to thank our audience for listening. See you all next month and have a good day.